Hello, good evening, and welcome to our Sunday night episode of Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Welcome to my home, or welcome back to my home here in beautiful Lime Bay. A huge thank you for joining me once again for our regular late night visit to those dusty studio archives of old time radio shows right here at my home on the south coast of the United Kingdom. I've got just, I've, I've never really shown you, I don't think, my studio here in Lime Bay. But we've got lots of monitors on the wall in front of me. However, one of them has just begun. I've got a Windows logo and it's saying preparing automatic repair, which immediately says to me, oh, diagnosing your PC is what we're on now. And I'll be honest, Microsoft have in all my history of Microsoft products, never, ever has anything good come of them diagnosing my PC for me. Generally. It's an update they've done that is a bit rubbish. But look, you're not here for my complaints. You're here for another episode of Brett's Old Time Radio Show. And luckily for you, I'm Brett and I'm your host for our nighttime podcast. So welcome to another episode. Uh, Lola's in the studio with me. I brought her a little beanbag in because I thought, well, that that would be nice for her to lie down on. However, she's chosen not to lie on that. So I need to get her something comfy so that when she's curled up under my desk, she's all cosy and comfy there because, well, that's what we do for our dogs, isn't it? I've got a Facebook page, an Instagram page, and a YouTube channel. They're all called Brett's Old Time Radio Show, and I would absolutely love it if you could give us a little follow there, and maybe a, a like would be even better. Also, if you get a moment or two to check out our supporter page, that is at patreon.com forward slash Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Well, it's quite an emotional, it's an emotional time. It's our very final episode of The Saint. This is a, a kind of fairly modern adaption, but it's the last one I could find. And I thought, well, we'll put it on. It's called The Saint Closes the Case. So, good. Three comma four seconds to the lamppost. <laughs> Finishing post. <laughs> then boom. Three booms. And frantic bourgeois insects down there everywhere. Should be an interesting spectacle. Police? No. Sad for you, innit? Can't imagine why you might be expecting His Majesty's Constabulary. Now, don't be willful. There's a good boy. Oris has never missed at this range. So who are you? There are those who call me the saint. And what do you want with me? You are Mr. Golter of the Black Wolves, and I claim my five pounds. That's the form, isn't it? I do not know the man. Oh, do us a favour, will you? Oris, you assured me. I shall stop two pound ten from your wages. <laughs> But bad luck for you, beautiful. Looking so like a murderous anarchist. As you say. Innocently propping up a chimney stack, which just by happy chance overlooks Crown Prince Rudolph's progress to his Guildhall luncheon. It might seem. Well, I'll tell you what, sweetness. You pass your pineapples to me, one by one, eh? And leave the pins in. And look sharp about it. First one up, come on. Now you see it. Now you don't. And the others. <clears throat> Now you do again. Catch! Oh. Never makes a cricketer, your anarchist, does he? <laughs> Something to do with fair play. It must be a mad. What you whining about? Ain't the pin still in? Take your Uncle Simon's advice, Golter, old man. Don't go dropping Mills bombs about. They're liable to go off bang, you see. So, put them back in your pocket. That's a good boy. Why this foolish conjuring game? Reasons of my own. You aren't impressed? Five minutes, sir. So, we must be leaving you, Golter. Do you mind it, terribly? You are a madman. Is that why you're afraid? I do not fear you. But you ought. Before you really ought. 
Still, your royal procession will be here in a few minutes, so we shan't be able to watch it. Pity. From a purely artistic point of view, you understand. I have work to do. Of course. For the likes of you, Golter, there can never be any excuse. Can there? Saint closes the case by Leslie Chartres, dramatised by Roger Danes with Paul Rees as the Saint and Kim Thompson as Patricia Holmes. Exactly so. Third card. Subhead with Saint says Galter's death caused by playing with fire. I make it 36 bold Italian. Don't you dare have yes, your for me, my man. With misadventure. Well, you have Get no in a bubble of the royal or you're out. Stand Understand? you a man's science? Yes, you you basic courtesy, extend it to a gentleman. Uh, can I help you, sir? Uh, this is the news desk, as I'm informed. That's right. And you are? I am news. Front page news. It never does to underestimate oneself, does it? That's hardly a hat to fit Professor K.B. Wagen. It sounds like a character from third-rate science fiction, Rise and Fall of the Wagen Empire, stuff like that. Well, if you weren't so uneducated, Templar. That's rich from a journalist. Wagen's A1 at the Royal Society, a brilliant scientist by all accounts. Let me come to mention it, Barney, old hack. I do somewhere recall a quarter column with your byline, K.B. Wagen and his new wonder weapon. <laughs> Quite mad, of course. And what use, anyway? There won't be another war for hundreds of years. You think so? I'm told so. <laughs> another six months, Templar. I'll see you in uniform. Yes, yeah, commissioner outside the rocks here. Gold braid yes, all I'm over. Very serious. nice. Well, a lot of funny things have been happening lately, so there may even be something in this death ray business. According to Professor Wagen, anyway. Storming and raving like a lunatic because he hadn't been given the front page. <laughs> and yet you really could have found room there, Barney. With no amazing coup from the saint since I saved Magyari as crown prince. I don't know why you keep up this pretend saint joke. Put it down to my warped humor. That and the truth, of course. <laughs> pardonable holiday, haven't we? Even the business of annoying criminals can take a backseat once in a while. <laughs> you mean it wasn't raining, so you just decided. But my unpredictability, Pat, that's why you love me, remember? One of the reasons. And you're not respectable. Good grief, how intolerably dull that would be. And then you drive very well with one hand. No, no, don't stoop to mere flattery. What's that? What? A light. Let's take a look. Simon, it's only a housewife. But it wasn't, was it? Sounds like a dime novelette. Maybe. 
but it's the reason we're gathered here. Three somewhat shop-soiled musketeers, Norman, Roger, and your humble servant, and one blessed angel. You do say the sweetest thing, Simon. I wish I could, darling. You'd better explain yourself, Saint. If you can. Oh, I can. It was all still as a dream last night. Ah, poetry. Do be quiet, Roger. But it wasn't silence, just the absence of any single noise. There was a sound. The softest humming, faint, soothing, a background to silence. What is it? A dynamo. Unusually heavy, too. I'll come with you. Two white hairs you give me, darling, every day I know you. But what the heck? Life's been rather tame recently. Got the scent of trouble, then, Saint. How perfectly you understand my eccentricities, Norman. Yes, I think this may be the cue for our big show at last. Battle and sudden death. Up to the neck. Just as it should ever be. So, what was it you saw last night? We saw the devil... By daylight, it would have been perfectly ordinary. But a greenhouse lit up like that in the middle of the night. Not unremarkable, no. Simon, look. Keep back. Darned odd for a greenhouse, too. Concrete walls for three quarters of its length. Just the job for your strawberries. Four men were in there. One who just took notes. One who stood a little apart by a kind of switchboard. And at the concrete end, they had a goat, tethered. And I know by sight at least one of those men. So I ask myself what the Secretary for War might be doing here. Fascinating view. Then there was something else, like a cloud, but low on the ground, and like no cloud that ever rode in my sky, pale violet, and in its midst, little sparks and streaks of fire. Sounds rather pretty, sir. It was a cloud out of hell. It moved, then. The fourth man, the shabby, stained, white-haired one, he was controlling it in some way. Go on. He was rolling this cloud down the greenhouse, down toward the goat. The beast was terrified, cringing up against the furthest wall. And then the foremost fringe of the cloud reached it, touched. Just a fraction of a second, a dazzling glare in the shape of that poor, petrified animal. Then the shape went black, stood for an instant, and fell to a little black dust and a little wreath of bluish smoke. Most impressive. The power which possessed that power would conquer the world. Seen enough for one night? I should say so. We'll get out of here, Pat. You! Well, hello. <coughs> Let's go. Chief Inspector, one woman. One of the men close to a giant. Mm-hmm. Of exceptional stature. Uh, this man and this female were clean gone, having seen all. Yes, Professor? But this is the fine way the British War Office secures its secrets. I demand you capture these people, all and quickly, or our business is ended, Mr. Hume Smith. You understand? Uh, perfectly well, Professor. Do you catch the drift, Teal? Yeah, with your permission, sir, first priorities first. I need to... I hardly pro- think first priorities are debatable, Chief Inspector. Find and arrest these spies, preferably before they have time to talk. Well, who the devil are you? Sir, look, if I needed an army, I'd have telephoned for one. Uh, this is Captain Harding, military intelligence, Teal. Uh, you will be cooperating with him, and fully, yes? As you wish, sir. 
Now, who's seen this experiment that we know of? The war office has seen it. Isn't that enough? Professor Vargan himself, obviously. You, Saint and Pat. And Angel Face, whoever he is. An overgrown gorilla, I think you mentioned. Whereas you, of course, were as a lamb. White as snow. I simply knocked Angel Face down. As one does. I was provoked. Which country might this plug ugly be working for? It could be any with the publicity Vargan's had. And remember what Barney Malone told me. Hmm. Another six months, Templar. I'll see you in uniform. And if there should be another war, who would want to make one, for God's sake? Who benefits the old, old question, Norman? The men who play the stock market, the oil barons, the chemical giants, the big men with the fat cigars. The big men? Yes. And one in particular. You mean the press's mystery millionaire? Certainly. Isn't he supposed already to have arranged some half-dozen small-scale wars? In the interests of high finance, of course, not from any kind of malice. Well, don't you think his name fits here? Dr. Rate Marius. Saint, that doesn't Look follow at, at all. the movements of capital on the financial pages. Oil, steel, chemicals. What better interest to win from a really first-class war? And what started the last show? One archduke and one anarchist. So gloriously simple. Like an attempt on the life of Magyaria's future king. Yes, that might just have done it. If you hadn't stopped it, say. But for Pete's sake, Rudolph was Marius' his own crown prince. Would that matter to such a man? Might it even make it easier for him, especially if he knew Rudolph would survive? But that would mean... How did you find out, say? The usual. Two here, two there. Had them together. But if Marius planted the two and two... Then it's personal. I don't like being manipulated. But that still doesn't mean war. Unless... Say Marius has got to his ambitious young future king. The failed assassination looks like a foreign plot to him. And Marius offers him a weapon to conquer the world. At what price? The only price. That he must use it. So millions of poor fools go out and die like heroes again. Then I suppose our job is to find this angel-faced gorilla before he pinches the invention and sells it to Marius. What? And thereby secure Vargan's devil weapon to the safe hands of Great Britain. What good will that do for all the men who fight the next war? And for the women who love them. Saint, I say, the invention we have seen must cease to be if we have ever claimed to execute some sort of justice. But, Simon, even you can't uninvent what exists already. No, dearest Pat, no. So the brain which could recreate it, the brain that conceived it, that also must cease to be. <laughs> being followed. Yeah, I thought you might have noticed. Saw him half a mile back. He's probably been tailing us all the way from Vargan's house, and he knows we know he knows we know, because here he comes. I'll not forget that face in a hurry. Ain't he sweet? Very confidentially. He's known to us as Angel Face, and the world knows him as Rate Marius. Re well, you'll have our car number. And he'll know me from Vargan's garden last night, and I hope from the whack I gave him there. <laughs> Can't help feeling life's going to be very crowded for us in the near future. That is so, yes. Splendid. How's life then, Angel Face? Who's this speaking? Simon Templer. You may have heard of me. 
And I believe we ran into each other recently. Templar. Nice surprise, isn't it? The fact is, I've just had to give a bit of an unpleasant five minutes to a small disease who'd been following me all day, and I don't like that. What has this to concern me? Well, he claimed to be one of your boys. Thought you'd like to know. You must have the wrong number. Oh, I don't think so. It's the one he gave me for you. Is that so? You mustn't blame him dreadfully. He's walking home now, just about. But the next chap you send may require an ambulance. Mr. Templer, you Pleasant must not... dreams, old dear. Laszlo! Tibor! Menikel! Magunka visuk vargan professor tis... about guarding Vargan if I were as fat as Chief Inspector Teal. <laughs> he had five men here when we came down yesterday. Though he might have more on the night shift. I doubt if His Majesty's boys in blue could spare the overtime. Even to save the world. There's a recession on. Anyway, I've roughed out a plan of attack based on five or so. Bash in, sock everybody, grab the prof and away. That's about it. The ancient art of saintly generalship. Black as night, strong as death, and hot as hell. With three sugars. Yeah. The only way to keep awake? I have not any intention to keep awake, Teal. That is your men's job. You're right, Professor. I'll be taking the tray of tea round. Get out! Get out! Love it, Pete. That must be Angel Faces, boys. Well, you asked for trouble, Saint. Now we're well and truly in the thick of it. Law on one side, lawless on the other. We're in luck. Marius does the dirty work for us. We step in and clean up. Norman, get the car. You're one. If I must. You must. This is one very rowdy party, Saint. Let's make it worse, shall we? Somebody loves us. Come on. Don't kill me! You shall not handle me in this way! Steel! Steel, what are you hiding? Steel! Steel! Nice to be popular, isn't it? We're not the target, Roger. Uh, Whose car? I'm afraid it might be. Get out of the way! Glory! They're getting away. The Anvard bargain. Saint, why don't you shoot? No point. They'll never make it. My car's parked flat in the lane. You two, stop there! We've got them. I am an armed police officer. Come on. You are under... Sorry. Gaelic, shake it. Evening, gentlemen. Roger! Now shoot, honey bunch. Blow your own brains out. Get your leg. Shake it. Roger, get the professor. That's it. Dead weight. Come on, sleeping beauty. Now for you, pretty one. And without the benefit of chloroform. Oh, oh. 
Oh, here's Norman. Right away then, sonny boy. What about that one? He's done for. Tail on point duty. No? Hmm. What happens to you when the Secret Service falls down then? You had enough men here to protect the crowned heads of Europe, you said. <laughs> but I wasn't protecting them, Hardy. You weren't protecting anything. Perhaps you'd like to tell that to my four-shot constable. Your men let this gang get clean away with Vargas. Well, we'll find them. Two wrecked cars and a body may not be that bad a starting point. I don't think you've grasped this at all. You seem to think it's just the beginning of another case with clues and suspects. Maybe an arrest. Isn't it? No, Teal. It's the end. Possibly of your career. So you won't want to hear about the saint. Couldn't have gone better if we'd planned it. Angel Face certainly brought off his raid like no amateur. Here. Eggs. Mm, oh. Lovely. Mm. But can you beat his style? No stealth, no subtlety, just banging in like a Chicago bandit and held with the consequences. Mm. Sounds just like somebody else I know. Mm. Mm. Shows how much Marius means business. Then, is Vargan safe here, Saint? Well, I know we saw you arrive. The cell is nice and secure, isn't it? Trust me, Roger. Mm-hmm. I've had this maidenhead trick up my sleeve a year or two now. The bungalow's in the name of one Mrs. Patricia Windermere, who spends her spare time being Miss Pat Holmes. Mm. Very neat. Well, what about your crash car, Saint? That's in your name. Right, thanks. Well, don't worry. It'd be a long time before either Marius or Claude Eustace track us down here. You, you, you've not been sent by the missus, have you? I have not been talking to Mrs. Forshaw. No, sir. Just as well, eh, Albert? <laughs> All I am asking is that you help me with my inquiries so I can get back on the train to London and you will never see me again. But you'll not tell the wife, will you, officer? Sir, it's no business of mine what a motor agent does with his Sundays or where or who he does it with. Do you mind? Unless... Why, sir? Now, this car, this Furiac. Yes, uh, we decoped it about a fortnight ago. Do you know the owner? By sight. Uh, he's nearly as distinctive as the car, come to that. Uh, tall, well-dressed, athletic, dark... Sounds a bit of a dish to me. Name? Uh, sorry, uh, I don't recall. Oh, shame. What about an address? You did deliver the car back to it. Myself, yes. I like to try out, um... The personal touch? <laughs> yes, I know, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I took it to a West End flat in, um, um, oh, uh, Brook Street. Got it. planning to drive back as well. I am that. You couldn't put me on a nice slow train back to Maidenhead. What's wrong with my driving, Roger? Oh, uh, nothing. Hmm. I'll tell you what. After we've cleared out the Brook Street flat, why don't you wait for me at Paddington? And meet Pat's train. I'll drive the luggage to Maidenhead, then be back to pick you both up. How's that? Suppose you make a will first, leaving everything to me. Then you can die like this with my blessing. <laughs> Oh, I uh, beg your good evening, miss. I thought you might have been the ticket inspector. No, I, I have not seen. And there is not a crowd in this train. Um, do you know where we are? Uh, Reading soon, I think. This 
is a smoking? Yes. I wonder, you uh, have a light? Oh, uh, somewhere. In exchange, may I offer you one of my cigarettes? Roger, what are you up to? Oh, you made it to Maiden heading back pretty steady. Just in time for Pat's train. What time do you have then? 9.17. You must have forgotten to wind it up, Shane. You've met the train. She wasn't on it. Get in. Quick. Well, just possible I may have missed her, Simon. If she hadn't caught the train, she'd have let me know. I still might have missed her. But I know you didn't. So, talk to me, Roger. Quietly and sanely, and don't tell me I'm getting excited about nothing. Well, what should I say? Anything to stop me going completely mad. I sent her away, Roger, to keep her from playing with the nasty rough boys, to keep her safe. You couldn't have known. Well, now I know, all right. I know Marius has got Pat, the trump card, and I know he's going to use her to make me give up Vargas. And will you? No. Because I know, Roger, I know that I'm going to find Dr. Rate Marius and kill him. to you, though. Oh, you mean when your good friend Mr. Templer will ride to your rescue? Something like that. I suggest you make you comfortable. This is your idea of comfort, is it? You will not be here for long. You've got that bit right, at least. We try to make pleasant your stay, Miss Holmes. A cigarette? After the last one you gave me. No. These are good. No more. I'll leave them for you. Just get out. As you say, Miss Holmes. Hadn't you better think it over before you do something right? Hadn't you better go hang yourself? Suppose Marius's chums have stopped watching the flat. Then we go looking for them, don't we? A shortcut left. Now! Well, it's Norman's car, not mine. We're in time, Roger. Those two. Move! Watch me! Get that one off me! Right, hey, oh, get him in the car! Oh. Don't scream, sweetheart, or I'll break both your arms. Get him oh. Now come oh. on! Oh. Me. Pig. Shut up! Oh. Where to? Where they've just come from. The flat. Right. I doubt it will be long, Professor. A cigarette? No. Why am I here? Because of your invention. You want it? No. Then let me go. Can you justify creating that weapon? Science needs no justification. Above all, none to the likes of you. Oh, and just what is my like, Professor Vargan? Kidnappers, thieves, fools. No, I'll tell you what my like is. Ten years younger, I would have been dead, killed with the millions now buried in France and Russia and Turkey. 
You think you can stop war? I know that your invention will make war. That is not my business. Then what is your business bargain? By what right do you bring your scientific warfare to a world already sickened with such devils? Oh, did I need your permission? I'm sorry, I did not know. I do hope you're going to be difficult, little man. I should really enjoy depriving you of your beauty sleep. No, I swear. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have your eyelids cut off? To go slowly blind? Simon, we do not know where is Dr. Mario. I swear. Only take away now. Shall I answer it? Oh, it's very dramatic. Horrible almost. I didn't know I could do that. The door. Well, who do you think it might be? Nemotio. If it is, and we don't answer... Well, I am. And the car outside to tell we're home. Yes, yes, he'll break the door down. That's when we're finding things out, too. Now you. No! Please! No! It's not for you. You still get the knife if you say one word. You are a madman. I'm going to get what I want from you two. And if I have to shoot my way through the whole of Scotland Yard, so be it. Our visitor... Pleased to meet you again, Dr. Marius. Harding? You know it is, Chief Inspector. You demanded to be kept informed of my investigations. Well then, my guess about the saint seems to have been right. He's working for a foreign power. He's working for himself, same as ever. Now, I know where he is, and you don't. What about Vargan? What about Vargan? Oh, yes. Always less interested in state secrets than in your own petty rivalries, aren't you, Teal? I'm going to move in on the saint, all right? Where? No, wait till I get Just to you. Just thought you'd like to be kept informed. Teal! Goodbye. It's nice of you to give us a call, Angel Face. Care for a drink, old thing? I see you have here some servants of mine. Dr. Ruin, them kill them for guinea. You will please let them go. But we were getting on so nicely together. Kill him, York. Oh! Don't interrupt your boss, it's rude. You appear to know me at last. All too well. Any relation to the celebrated Dr. Marius? I beg your pardon? Whose living was somewhat precarious, for his bedside technique was decidedly weak, though his habits were many and various. <laughs> I am not here to listen to your humor, Mr. Templar, and I do not seek to waste my own time. Thanks for reminding us. And let me tell you what you came to say, to save your own time. Certainly. You're going to tell me a certain lady is now your prisoner. I am sorry to have made such a conventional move to take a woman whom a man loves. Yes, it is painfully unoriginal, isn't it? So convention would dictate Miss Holmes' release against that of your servants here. It is by no means so trivial, Mr. Templar. Is not the Queen worth more than the pawn? Don't rule by yours. I am interested in a certain gentleman whom you have taken from me. Professor Vargan. You seem to be very sure I have him. You seem to be very sure I have Miss Holmes. But I haven't got Vargan. Then I have not Miss Holmes. Can't a girl get any privacy with you around? I have orders to see you are here still. Well, I am. Where would I go, anyway? Fly out of the window. I will bring breakfast. What do you think I am, a witch? Black doesn't even suit me. Mind you, a broomstick would come in handy. I do not really want this home, you know. The mutual exchange of our prisoners, then, would solve the issue. You don't get the point, sweetness. 
Exchange for me would be surrender. And I never surrender. Even for I thought better of your intelligence, Mr. Templar. Wrong. You didn't consider it well enough. You thought you could bluff me into playing by your rules, but you see, Marius, I do very much want Professor Vargan. I want to wash him and comb him and buy him a little velvet suit and have him yadder to me childishly about differential calculus into my old age. This is foolish. Most of all, I want Vargan's little toy. I see we have nothing to discuss. Oh, don't go. You leave me no choice. Dr. Rule, kill any minion. Roger. I really wouldn't, Angel Face. Tie him with the others. You gain nothing by this temper. On the contrary, I gain everything. Miss Holm is in danger, you remember? Yes, but the same danger whether I let you go or keep you here. It will not help you to kill me. Hold still. Well, it won't help me to let you go. I can give you two minutes to decide your next move. Before we start the clock, though, Roger, you might usefully search him. Nice. You hold still. English swine. Naughty temper. Ah. Oh, dear. This is a sad failure of technique, Doctor. Personally, I never commit anything to paper. To royalty as well. That does look like carelessness. Now, why should you be writing to Crown Prince Rudolf, Angel Face? Not your tips for the Grand National, I assume? You will not understand it. No. But even in your tongue, words like home and Suffolk tend to stand out. And I have good friends at the Foreign Office who know a language or two. You insist upon being foolish, Templar. Look after this menagerie, Roger. If I'm not back by five, shoot them all. Then come after me. I have to wait till five. Stop! Don't you think I have men at Bures who have orders? Bures. Thank you. I would have found out, but it saves a little time. They will use the woman as a hostage, Templar. What a surprise. And you know, Marius, it makes me weep at your generalship. Since if they sacrifice her, your first and last hold over me is gone. So, pray that I win tonight, Angel Face. Because if I fail, I'll be coming straight back here. And then I'll kill you, Marius, in the most hideous way I can invent. I mean that. No, I don't know if Mr. Templer would be happy. You talking to our guest off your own bat like. Wouldn't I have been a fool not to try? Didn't have no luck, though, Mr. Kent. Did you? No, I didn't think so somehow. Scientists, Oris. Men like Vargan. All that endless rummaging through ignorant darkness. Till light revealed, and they see only their own glory. Oh. Give me a soldier any day. Hello? Oris? Mr. Conway? Can I speak Mr. Kent? Yeah. For you, Mr. Kent. So what do I owe the unexpected pleasure? Thought you might be getting worried about it. You are a trifle behind hand. It's a long story, but the gist of it is, Marius has got Pat. A hostage? So Simon's gone after her. Oh, don't tell me, in my car. Well, you better take care yes, of it. Uh, there is a bright side, Norman. We've got Marius, plus a couple of his little chums. What, at Brook Street? I'm standing guard. I'd better come up, and now. A bit late for a uh, How do you make it? I'll think of something. Well, all right. I don't see what you could do there. One on the three is about the right odds for a... Roger. Roger. Travel. Patricia, Patricia. 
battle, murder, and sudden death. A man ought to fight for his lady. <laughs> Preferably with dragons. Shout, sing, swagger into battle at the sound of trumpets. I love you, Simon. against one little one, then you are brave. Oh, quite. Well, you know how the doctor is a great man. Napoleon. He will make Magyaria the greatest country in the world. And you fools to try to fight him. We have you. Dr. Marius will soon have your leader. And the woman, too. Now, I welcome your friend at door. Or would you try to give warning? Those are blazes! Boratom. Drop it! Now, come along back to where you sprang from and open your heart to Uncle Claw. Good enough for the racetrack, Simon boy, but on an ordinary road and at night, I reckon 82 is not all. Smoke! Oh, what are we doing here then, gentlemen? Yeah. I'm pretending to be a sea lion. Jolly game. Gabor there throws me fish and I capture in my mouth. Mm hmm. Care to join us? Can I have some of that gum? What's your name, sir? I'm Simon Templer. I believe you've been looking for me, Chief Inspector. It is a lie. He is not that man. Who was you? Now, go quietly, officer. It's a far, far better thing. But he is not Templer. Templer has gone an hour past. That man Shut is not Templer. if you don't ask Both of you, be quiet. All right. So somebody's telling a naughty fib. Now, which? The gunman at the door or the trust turkey? <laughs> but then it's easy enough to find out. If you're looking for a contribution to the police commissioner's charity fund, you're Just out of the tailor's tab on your suit, Mr. Conway. <laughs> you, you see? All right, all right. Now, which one of you gentlemen would like to tell me where I can find Mr. Templer? I'm here, Pat! <laughs> Too bad. Smith, don't call! Where is she, sonny boy? Where is she? Before I break your neck. Up the attic room. Mr. Conway, you tell me Templar's going into a trap. I tell you, that is lie. You such a man. Yes, yes, that's all right. We can sort out all this truth at the yard. What I want to know is, how do I rescue Templar if you won't tell me where he's gone? Are you expecting anyone? No. Do you know where that is? No. Really? Not Templar by any chance? I've, I haven't the faintest idea, officer. All right. Don't go away. Simon! 
They haven't hurt you, have they? No, but if you hadn't come when you had... If I'd made it too late, there'd be even more dead men downstairs, Pat, and they wouldn't have cleared a penny off the score. But you're here now. Oh, my God. It's worth an eternity of battles. But I'm sorry. Another car. I need to improve fortifications. You looked at the window. It's Marius and some others. Damn. The boys who ambushed me on the road. They can't get in, can they? Not for some time. Not without access. But I'm afraid it looks very much as though the trap's complete. All you best come in. I just wondered if there might be anything you could do, you know, before I went... Good Lord. Are either of these, Mr. Templer? I don't think so. Then do you know where he is? I was just going to find that out, sir. Well, I say, hadn't we better get some help? If you just keep an eye on them for me, sir. Hello? Hello? Yes, could you put me through to Westminster 328? I never expected anything like this. Hello, Norman. You took your time. I'm so glad you came. So am I. How long do we have? A minute, two, before they have a hole large enough to fire through with a proper aim, that is. Gods haven't forgotten you after all. I'm sorry, Pat. The end you've always prayed for. I can never tell you how sorry I am. Why? Shouldn't I want to see it through with you? Marius, little friend. Marius, it is. Are you going to spare us the trouble to break in the door? No, no, just wanted to know how you were. I am very well, thank you, Templar. And how about you? When there are grey skies, I don't mind grey skies. You make them blue, sunny boy. I would advise you surrender, Templar. Huh? If you are obstinate, you will have to be shot, you know. Yes, that would really help you, wouldn't it? How'd you find Professor Vargan then, eh? We would ask your friend Conway to be more precise. <laughs> I have my own methods of persuasion, you know. You've got a hope, honey. But then you need to kill that one. I never surrender, Marius. No, as you said before. Simon, what's the use? I don't know, darling, but while we're still kicking... I give up on you. I won't let you be taken alive. Help! What in hell are you doing? You want to give them that satisfaction? Help us! Now be quiet, you fool! Fool yourself! Why shouldn't I call when cars come to the rescue? Then the court gets! Get down, Pat! Now! You must have run your legs off pretending you were a whole posse. So, do we pursue the fleeing ungodly? No, let them go. It's back to Maidenhead, Home and Oris. Beauty being with us. How did you get to us in the first place? Oh, that's all resourceful old Norman. Stuck at Maidenhead, no transport. Just walked out of the nearest car agent and took his pick. Good work, Norman. Thanks. Then he turned up at Brook Street, collared Teal, who'd collared Gabor, who'd collared me. Lots of collaring been going on, isn't there? Wait a moment. 
How did you know we'd been detained at Brook Street? Roger phoned me. In front of Mary's? So he heard me give the number, sir. So he knows about Maidenhead, that's what. Saint, would you like to kick me? There's no room to swing a foot. And then it'll take hours for Mary's to trace that phone number. Which is all that matters. So we won't cry over spilt milk, my lads. And so say all of us. Once it was not time, I couldn't win. Now it's high time. Here I come rolling in with oceans of kisses and oceans of love. And I'm on the crest of the wave. I spoke to Vargam last night. I think he's mad. His one idea, the fame his invention should bring. Well, that's not just Clive botching his headlines. I'll talk to him. Meanwhile, Oris, I want you to get everybody's things together for a clear out. Where are we going? Lord knows. I've never been there. Always wanted to, though. No invitation, eh? Shall I help you, Oris? No. I want you to do your celebrated impersonation of innocent English girlhood. Outside? On what? Look for a fat man chewing gum. We're shooting all such characters on sight. Just to make sure we won't miss Chief Inspector Teal. What will we do with Vargas? We can't run with unwilling luggage, Norman. If I can't succeed where you failed... Saint. Yes? I'd be obliged if you'd let me kill him. The peace of the world. Are you mad? Just look forward. That's all I ask, Professor. The earth laid waste and all your science will count for nothing. <laughs> You're an absurd idealist. Yes, I am. If that means wanting men to fight with the weapons of men, not those of fiends. And if fight they must, then let it be as champions and heroes, not as beasts to be slaughtered. Well, should, do you take me for a child who plays with fire for my own amusement? No, because a child will learn. And learn, by God's grace, to see and love colour and laughter and splendid living. And that can continue only if men believe in it and strive for it. Then you are the last hero fighting against me. No. No. Perhaps not a hero at all. A hunted criminal that I am now, but I've always done what I've done for the glory of an invisible ideal. You talk of glory. What have I from all my years of work? A few paltry letters to put after my name? No money. I am poor. But I am on the edge of greatness. And now you ask me to give up everything? To gratify your Sunday school sentimentality? Oris! Ah, you're in league with them. The devils who try to keep me down. But I care nothing. I'm in the middle of packing. What do you want? Lock him up again, will you? I'm not afraid of you. You know what you like. I care nothing if millions of people die. Just so long as you die with them. Well, can't say we never tried. But after trial comes conviction and sentence. If we get caught for this, Norman, you know you'll hang. Murder and treason. Yes. One way of being remembered. I don't suppose the saving of millions would be counted in mitigation. Not before any human court. Do it quickly. And there are worse things than executions. To betray a friend would be the worst of all. Oh, you know Teal's on his way? Yes, I've seen the motorboat. Going innocently up and down the river for the best part of an hour. <laughs> I waved. Our agile brain deduces that if Teal's been tailing us, then Marius is probably tailing Teal. Just to remember for our fade-away act. Then let's follow Horace. <laughs> get the last bags loaded. Yeah. Put up your hands, all of you. 
I'm waiting. I have given you my answer. Think, Professor. Why? When you were just a friend of my persecutors, I will never give in to you. So be it. <laughs> we were expecting this. Oh, yeah? Yes, but not so soon. The brass band's tuned up. Pathé cocks crowing all over the place, only the red carpet to unroll. A full civic reception's ruined now, simply because you're too early. You know, I've been so much looking forward to meeting dear Angel Face again. Such a beautiful personality. Perhaps he's just waiting till you give the all clear. Who do you mean by Angel Face? You don't know him. I had an idea you'd be bosom friends. You're lost. Then how's Claude Eustace? Still living on spearmint? Struggling to keep that boyish figure. I suppose you're Templar. And you're Raymond Navarro, I imagine. He's after taking Wago. <laughs> Great at the low comedy, aren't you? We play twice nightly to packed houses. You're Conway. Pleased to meet you. So, who are you? Captain Gerald Harding, Miss Home, British Secret Service. Suiting by the brothers Moss, hair by Marcel, face by accident. I wish I could have relieved you of your wit along with your artillery. How did you come to be doing Teal's job? We have to work with the police. Don't mind stealing a march on them, though, when we can. Saw your car on the drive and came right in. You're a clever child. Yes, I do seem to have rounded you all up fairly easily, don't I? You should have a medal. Have you been keeping Vargan here? Vargan? That's weed killer, isn't it? I'll give you two minutes to decide to hand him over. The alternative being? I'll start shooting holes in your friends. I wouldn't. All right. Drop it. Well done, Norman. Ah, that's better. Our own pea shooters wouldn't mind. Just like the good old storybook again. Roger. Yep. And Pat. And a dud check or a bag of nuts for Norman for his ah! Keep out of the way. I'm hit. Get down, Harding. Is this your angel face, pal? And friends. How did Marius get here so quickly? Don't move, Norman. This is like war. Is war. Ah! Gently. If Marius gets Vargan, Britain goes to war with Magyaria. It's that simple. So perhaps you ought to be on our side after all. Perhaps you ought to be on mine. You could be my halo. So Teal was right. You are the saint. There's a white flag outside. You know there can't be peace between you and me, not while Vargan's alive. But beggars can't be choosers, true? Let's hear Marius's terms at least. Emperor! Good afternoon, little one. I hope you'll not be bringing anything that goes bang. I know the obligations of a choose leg, Templar. Saint, Norman's leg smashed to pieces. Someone's been using dum-dums, swine. You may need your gun then, Harding. Thanks. Pour Norman a whiskey, Roger. I've been so looking forward to meeting you again, Angel Face. You know what I am here for? Uh, let's see. Uh, tune the piano. I haven't got one. Well, you might have come to mend the mangle. My money's on his being a traveller in straw hat. Here, Norman. A small consolation. I have already sampled your humour, Templar. We don't charge extra for an encore. No, but you gain nothing by wasting time. I am talking now in the hope of saving some lives here. Oh, yes, funerals are so expensive these days, aren't they? Your choice is simple, I think. Surrender Vargan to me or have him taken from you. I make myself plain. I wondered who was responsible so... for... Heads you win, tails we all lose. But suppose the coin falls on its edge. My country requires the professor and his invention. Your country? That is what I said. Has a man like you a country, Rate Marius? A loyalty to anything in the world but your own greasy god of money? Nevertheless, it is my country. Oh, no. Tell us any lie but that. It is not a lie, Simon Templar. 
Hersig, I believe I owe you my life. If I saved it, Prince Rudolf, it was because I had nothing against you. Then. Is this your idea of a parley? To cover an infiltration by your master's men? The white flag may be honored on one mere battlefield, but this is all the killing grounds of the war. Let us not speak of honorable conduct, Mr. Templer, when you seek a price for what you do not have. Anemi of We have found Professor Wagen. My God, he is here. But he is dead. What? Morza, much dead. I shot him, like a mad dog, for the peace of the world. Are you mad? Then you will die. Don't no! Don't that, Marius! You killed Vargan? It's all gone. Everything. But his machine still exists, doesn't it? In British hands. No, Mr. Conway, it is destroyed. Marius's agents smashed it when they tried to kidnap Vargan. When you lot butted in. You are not with them? No, Your Highness. That is Captain Acting St. Gerald Harding, who normally works for the British Secret Service. We seem to have reached the end of the game. Not quite, Pat, I'm afraid. Don't, Norman. You see, when I went to Wagen the last time, he had a notebook. He was writing pages and pages. I'm no scientist. I don't understand them, or whether there's enough here to rebuild another weapon. Hand them to me! No, no, Captain Harding. It is pointless. There are too many other guns. Oh, you fool, Norman. Why fool, Saint? How far and how fast can I run with you now? <laughs> I'll hang anyway. I'll see to it. But these notes are all that's left of Wagen and his devil. All that's now between your freedoms and your deaths. And nothing is won without sacrifice. Perhaps you could tell me what you are proposing, Mr. Kent. Or are we all to hold each other hostage indefinitely? I will give you the papers. You will let my friends leave. Norman... You traitor, Kent. You don't understand. You have my word, certainly. But have we any assurance you'll stand by it? Do not insult me, Mr. Conway. I have 26 men around here. I could have called them in at any time. But I wish to make an honourable compromise. And yet, I should like to be sure there can be no mistake. I have the papers... There's a car on the drive loaded and ready to go. Let my friends take it. What about you? I'm staying, Pat, as a hostage, to be sure you won't warn the police. Or come back yourself, Saint. You don't even trust us? Half an hour after my friends have gone, sir, I will give you the papers. You scum. No, Marius, I owe one of these gentlemen a debt of honour. So I accept the terms of all. It saves blood, and what is half an hour? What will you do, Harding? You think I can let my country down? I know my duty. I stay. Your car is waiting, gentlemen and lady. What about your leg? It doesn't matter. You see, Pat, I've heard the sound of the trumpet. I shall be carried out in state. In a box! So, when do we see you, old lad? Probably be some time. Be good, Roger. I should like to meet you again, Mr. Templar. Your Highness. In better days. Good luck, Norman. My love. And as for you, Dr. Marius, you also I shall meet again. Good hunting, Saint. And to you, old man. Oh, I think the chase will be sweet, you know. Painting a blue, beautiful hue, covered with gold and old rose. Playing the clouds, trying to drown all of my woes. So things may not so bright, they all turn Sweet as a nut. How long to Hamworth? No time at all, my Roger. And then France. Glorious France. Strange glory. Yes, it will be.
Time is nearly up, Mr. Kent. You abject coward. Think, for God's sake. Give me back a gun, at least, and let me fight. Be silent! There's no place for guns, Harding. Not anymore. This is the moment. The papers I have promised. No! At last! Through the windows, Harding! <laughs> Down the garden! Take the Saints' motorboat! They won't stop you! Felsingham! Go! Right! These are not Wagen's notes. Papier! Hostel on Papier! Run, Harding! Hostel on Save yourself! Despite everything, Kent, you have tricked me. No, sir. I promised you those papers. You have them. Then where are the real notes? He has them still. He had no chance to pass them on. You're wrong, Marius. Did you not see me kiss Patricia goodbye? Jesus Christus, Magistan. Kill him now. Breaks off. Saint, Norman's dead. What makes you say that, darling? Look at the time. I can feel it. But not a chance, Pat. He'll have handed the notes to Rudolph. He gave them to me, Roger. What? When he embraced me, he slipped them into my pocket. Good old Norman. No, Pat, it's not true. What else could they be? There never were any notes. Norman invented them so that we could go safe. He said he'd heard the sound of the trumpet. I didn't understand. Is there anything written at all? One line. Just one. It says... I know. It says, nothing is without sacrifice. In The Saint Closes the Case by Leslie Chartres, dramatised by Roger Danes, Paul Rees played the Saint, Kim Thompson, Patricia, Charles Simpson, Roger, John Hollis, Horace, Joshua Taub, Norman, Chandor Ellis, Mariusz, John Baddeley, Teal, John Turner, Wagen, Ross Livingston, Harding, Linda Regan, Cynthia, Paul Jenkins, Janusz, Jonathan Keeble, Rudolph, Stephen Critchlow, Bella, Geoffrey Whitehead, Galter, and David Timpson, Malone. The Saint was directed by Matthew Walters. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed our final episode of The Saint. And well, next Sunday we'll have a brand new show, but I guarantee it will be a belter. Don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow with some comedy with Hancock's Half Hour going live at 5 p.m. GMT. As I mentioned earlier, we've got a supporter page, patreon.com forward slash Brett's Old Time Radio Show. And don't forget, share our show. If you get a minute or two, just share it across your social media. Thanks for listening. I'll be with you seven days a week, each and every week, and I'll see you tomorrow on Brett's Old Time Radio Show. Love you. Bye.